weird enough to spoil the fun for even the bravest of bullies. Since there were several antique stores in the area to draw the buyers, the professor seemed to do a fairly good business with out-of-town collectors, but his local trade was very small. It was said that he sold items that were used, but not antique, very cheaply, but even for grown-ups, the prospect of a bargain was often not enough to offset the discomfort of the old man's stony stare. It was one day early in a recent September that the professor happened to be the only witness to the very beginning of the Egypt game. He had been looking for something in a seldom-used storeroom at the back of his shop when a slight noise drew him to a window. He lifted a gunny-sack curtain, rubbed a peephole in the thick coating of dirt, and peered through. Outside that particular window was a small storage yard surrounded by a high board fence. It had been years since the professor had made any use of the area, and the weed-grown yard and open lean-to shed were empty except for a few pieces of forgotten junk. But as the old man peered through his dirty window, Two girls were pulling a much smaller boy through a hole in the fence. The professor had seen both of the girls before. They were about the same age and size, perhaps eleven or twelve years old. The one who was tugging at the little boy's leg was thin and palely blonde, and her hair was arranged in a straggly pile on the top of her head. Her high cheekbones and short nose were faintly spattered with freckles, and there was a strange, droopy look to her eyes. The old man recalled that she had been in his store not long before, and along with some other improbable information, she had disclosed that her name was April. The other girl, who had the little boy by the shoulders, was black, as was the little boy himself. A similarity in their pert features and slender, arching eyebrows indicated that they were probably brother and sister. The professor had seen them pass his store many times and knew that they were residents of the neighborhood. The fence that surrounded the storage yard was high and strong and topped by strands of barbed wire. But one thin plank had come loose so that it was possible to swing it to one side. Both the girls were very slender, and they had apparently squeezed through without much trouble. But the boy was causing a problem. He was only about four years old, but he was sturdily built. Moreover, he was clutching a large stuffed toy to his chest with both arms. He paid not the slightest attention to the demands of the two girls that he, "'Turn loose of that thing for just a minute, can't you? And let me hold security for you just till you get through, Marshal.' Marshall remained very calm and patient, but his grip on his toy didn't relax for a second. When the little boy and his huge plush octopus at last popped free into the yard, the girls turned to inspect their discovery. Their eyes flew over the broken birdbath, the crumbling statue of Diana the Huntress, and the stack of fancy wooden porch pillars, and came to rest on something in the lean-to shack. It was a cracked and chipped plaster reproduction of the famous bust of Nefertiti. The two girls stared at it for a long, breathless moment, and then they turned and looked at each other. 
They didn't say a word, but with widening eyes and small, taut smiles, they sent a charge of excitement dancing between them like a crackle of electricity. The customer, an antique dealer from San Francisco, was stirring restlessly in the main room of the store. Hearing him, the professor was reminded of his errand. He replaced the sacking curtain and left the storeroom. It was more than an hour later that he remembered the children and returned to the peephole in the dirty window. There had been some changes made in the storage yard. Some of the ornate old porch pillars had been propped up around the lean-to so that they seemed to be supporting its sagging tin roof. The statue of Diana had been moved into position near this improvised temple. And in the place of honor at the back and center of the shed, the bust of Nefertiti was enthroned in the broken...